From the South Dakota Statewide Family Engagement Center, thanks for joining FamJam, where we bring together schools, families, and community members to discuss tricky topics in supporting students. We're your hosts, Morgan Von Hayden and Dana Livermont. Welcome back to the Fam Jam. Uh, we're so glad to have you all tuning in. And, you know, so far, all of our podcast episodes have been about families and, and K-12 schools. But today we're going to take a step back from that and talk about what happens before our children even get to elementary school. So our, our tricky topic today is the transition into kindergarten and how families and students can prepare for that. And this is actually very timely for me because I have a little one, Rowan, who will be transitioning into kindergarten this fall. And not going to lie, a little nervous. She's my baby. She's four. We're in a crazy world right now. But yet I'm also super excited because she is so ready. I know that kindergarten can be a really tough time for families and parents. I don't have any children of my own, but as a school counselor, I have been there many times on the first day of school helping those kindergartners and it does really vary some come in you know knowing exactly what to expect because you know either their parents have talked to them about it or they have older siblings who have kind of given them the the lowdown on what to expect on the first day of kindergarten some of them come in just kind of eager to figure it out and some are like deer caught in the headlights and honestly just really scared about an unknown situation and as a mom of three kiddos it's not any easier for the parents. There's so many unknowns, like especially when it's your first kiddo going to school. And my oldest is now in seventh grade. But I remember when Logan even just went to kindergarten screening. I cried because it's my baby and it's the first time and you don't know. It's just it's amazing and scary. And then it's such an exciting time for their little lives. It's just exciting. Kindergarten transition. It's a, it's a milestone. I can only imagine if if I wasn't involved in education and I had a, a first child entering kindergarten, I would have absolutely no idea how to prepare myself or my child. And I'm sure a lot of parents feel that way. That's why I'm so excited to have this conversation. The more that parents and families know about what to expect and how to prepare and how to prepare their child, the smoother that transition will be for everyone. I'm excited too maybe more so than some of our other conversations, just because this is a little outside of my wheelhouse. So I have a lot to learn today too. So with that, let's get to it. I want to start with a broad look at what's happening kind of across South Dakota in terms of early learning. So let's welcome our first guest, Jody Bershide. Jody is the Head Start State Collaboration Director with the South Dakota Department of Education. Jody, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, Jody, what can you share about what the state of South Dakota is doing to support early childhood learning? Well, South Dakota is doing many, many wonderful things to support early learning. I think that the vast collaboration among the early childhood agencies in South Dakota is the, you know, is one of the best approaches to have this continued support of early learning and striving to fill in those uh, gaps and making every effort to ensure that all children have that opportunity to um, be at an early learning environment, whether it's at home or a preschool or a center or a Head Start 
um, it's just nice to have that kind of collaboration. And you work a lot in primarily coordinating the Head Starts in South Dakota. Is that correct? Yes and no. I don't really have, uh, I'm not really responsible for the Head Start. Basically what I'm trying to do is by collaborating with other early childhood agencies, then I can have that connection in case they don't have that connection. They're pretty good about getting those local connections, but sometimes they're unaware of maybe the, like your, your program, or they're unaware of new initiatives that are coming out because they're just so Head Start focused sometimes. It just kind of gives me that um, connection with others to connect to them. I love that. I love the connections. I think that's one of the key things. And just being able to bring all those partners together to help what's best for our kids and our families. I just, I, I I love how you're doing that. Could you share a little bit more with our listeners on what are the goals of Head Start? First, Head Start and Early Head Start uh, provide comprehensive services to uh, children and families of low income in education, health, oral health, mental health, nutrition, disabilities, transition is a big one, and family and community. Head Start is just this really good um, overall arch of, of having any kind of comprehensive service you can think of. And so by providing those comprehensive services, the main goal is to make sure that children are ready to learn uh, and they can be successful in school and even in life. That's cool. And there's so much research out there that, you know, supports the efficacy of Head Start um, in preparing young learners and, and the impact it can have and you know ideally it would be available for all families in every community but there are certain eligibility requirements so you know you had talked about um you know it being available for low-income families but how can a family learn if their child is eligible for head start there is the website that they can go on to uh, called south dakota stepahead.com it allows you to locate the head starts that are there. And then that itself, if you are a parent that doesn't really like to make phone calls and say, hey, am I eligible? Uh, it will kind of give you instructions on what it is. I, lo- I love Head Start and I just enjoy seeing how you do get your kiddos ready to go into kindergarten and what a great opportunity for those students and families that do qualify. Uh, but just because a child doesn't qualify for Head Start doesn't mean that they can't be set up for success in kindergarten. So for those children who are not eligible for the Head Start program, what could parents do to prepare them for kindergarten? Uh, If a child uh, does not qualify for a Head Start program, parents can utilize several interactive websites, uh, whether they're South Dakota specific or even national ones like the CDC Milestones. I'm sure some of you have heard of that one. There's just a lot that they can go to and kind of have an idea of where their children are. The SouthDakotaStepAhead.com website, that has the early learning guidelines. So a parent can find that by age of the child. The parent can find it by domain. There's activities that we've added on there. There are uh, just a bunch of different resources and, and links and, and everything that are on there for parents to help their children get ready uh, if, if they don't belong to a preschool. Because some, I, that's probably a majority of families that just cannot afford a preschool 
So at this point, I want to bring in two more guests to our conversation. First, we have Darby Hunt. Darby is actually a member of our statewide family engagement center team. She leads our birth to five pillar of our grant. Um, and on top of that, she is just super engaged in the um, early childhood learning community in our state. She sits on several advisory boards on the topic. Plus, she's a mom. She's got two terrific fifth grade twins. Darby, thanks for giving us some of your time today. Thank you for having me. And at this point, I'd also like to welcome Sam Oviet. Sam is a parent. She has a first grader and a four-year-old who will soon be heading to kindergarten. She lives in Rapid City. Thanks for joining us, Sam. Thanks for having me. So Darby, what resources do you know about that are available for parents to support early learning at home? There are a ton of resources that can help parents get ready, um, help their kids get ready for kindergarten and help them do some learning things at home. The, the resource that Jody mentioned is also one of my favorites, which is the South Dakota Step Ahead um, website. You know, it gives you some ideas of what you sh should probably be seeing about that age and what you should be working towards. And then a lot of ideas of how to do that specific things that you as a parent can do to support those skills. Being from the Statewide Family Engagement Center, I of course have to plug our website because we have um, put together a lot of resources as well. We do try to look at resources that are evidence-based, that come from a credible source. So if you go to our website, you know that you're gonna find things um, that have something backing them up. Actually, I'd like to get your take on this, Sam, because a lot of times we have a ton of great resources, but parents don't always know about them. So in your experience, you've had one child transition into kindergarten. You have another one who's going to be doing it soon. Um, what has been helpful for you as you prepared your children for kindergarten? You know, I really can't say enough about our daycare. You know, Max, before he even got into kindergarten, he was reading. For him to go in and have those skills and have conferences at, at preschool showing what they do know just blew my mind away. And so for me, you know, we were lucky. We got blessed. You know, we have a good um, daycare center. You know, PBS. I love PBS. I think PBS should be required for all little kids to watch because it does. It teaches great, great tools that they're going to use the rest of their life. That's cool. That's great that you had that daycare experience. Um because yeah, that's true. Uh, that's also a resource when we think about families that don't are able to access Head Start. You know, if they can afford a daycare or have access to a daycare, there's so many um, skills they can learn there, both from the provider and from you know being around other children. So that's great that you had that experience. Our kiddos go to the same daycare, the same preschool. And it is amazing about what they are learning in school. They're learning the sounds of words, but then they're also learning another really important area, which is our social emotional learning. What is social emotional learning or SEL and can preschoolers start learning these skills? Absolutely. Um, again, this is one of those things that you, your baby's picking up on the beginning things and then it just continues to grow throughout their lifetime. Social emotional learning is learning to express our emotions and manage our emotions and also learning how to relate to other people and their emotions and that whole big social interaction picture is all connected to the social emotional learning. So Darby, how can we support social emotional learning at home? Um, one of the biggest things we can do is be good role models to our kids. They learn so much from watching us. So we need to remember to use our manners and to express our emotions appropriately. 
they are little kids, so we are gonna, there are gonna be moments where they have those overwhelming emotions or where they aren't displaying the best social skills. So we take the time and we talk to our kids about those moments. Um, we start to give them the words to express what's going on with them and then give them the skills to manage that. So thank you, Darby. I appreciate everything you're saying as a school counselor. I completely understand the importance of social emotional learning and we all have emotions, you know, the very youngest of us all the way up into adulthood. And the earlier we can start to understand our emotions and and learn to manage them, the better we are off. And, um, you know, those preschoolers who have um, some of those things that you talked about, some of those experiences and those skills are gonna have an easier time when they get to kindergarten. So we've been talking about if you're a parent, you know, things you can do, programs you can access to prepare your child for kindergarten. But, you know, how do you know when your child is actually ready to start kindergarten and head off to elementary school? There's a lot of checklists and those sort of things out there. Your child um, being ready to learn is probably even more important than what it is they actually know. Um, so that they can come in and they can be part of that classroom, that they have the ability to focus for a few minutes, that they're following directions, that they have some of those self-care skills in terms of, you know, using the, the bathroom without too many accidents and those sort of things. And of course, the teachers really like it when they can put their own shoes and coats and boots and all of that, those things on. Although, you know, like kindergarten teachers are always there to help and we'll always have students that need some assistance with that. And I like to encourage um, parents to go to kindergarten screening early if their schools allow it. Most schools, you can take your four-year-old, even if they're not gonna be five and ready to start kindergarten in the next year. And that'll give you an idea of what the school is wanting and what they're expecting. I love that you brought up the idea that bringing your kids to the kindergarten screening early, because I never would have thought of doing that. Like I've heard of like the birth to three screenings, but I didn't, know that it was okay to bring my four-year-old to a kindergarten screening early. So that's really cool. That's good to know. I had an amazing child care provider who told me that and it was very helpful. And then she actually, she told me about it and then she wanted to know what they said at the screening so then she could work with my kids. So I'm thinking about that because Sam, I know you have a first grader and then you also have a kiddo who's going to do one more year of preschool. Did you feel like your kids were your oldest was ready for kindergarten? Like, what what are your thoughts? You know, I definitely think he was ready. Um, I was I ready? I don't know. You know, um, the emotional readiness of young boys. I don't think that anything can prepare you for that. I have boys that go pedals to the metal, and you know, maybe it is something. Let's take him to you know my youngest to a screening, see how he does. You know, and then I'm gonna know what he needs to work on. The coolest thing when I did do the kindergarten screening for my oldest is his teacher wanted to know what, what did they, what did they ask? You know, what did they want him to do? We're all in this together. Some kids are going to be able to read, some kids aren't, but at the end of the day, we got to help each other through it. And I think, you know, there's great tools out there that I'm very appreciative for. Well, I think we should hear from somebody who is waiting for our students at the other end of this pre-kindergarten journey and at the start of the kindergarten journey, and that is the kindergarten teacher. So with us today is Melissa Crouch. Uh, She's been a kindergarten teacher for 15 years, um, and she currently works at South Canyon in Rapid City. So welcome, Melissa. We're so glad to have you today. 
Well, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Melissa, I've had the opportunity of getting to work with you for multiple years now, and I just love seeing the way that you engage kiddos and their families before they even come to your to your classroom. I just always have I'm just always so impressed watching you work with our families and our kids. What skills are you hoping that children will have when they come to you in kindergarten? You know, the biggest part for me is is looking at the whole child um, when they enter my classroom door. It's really, are they ready to learn? I am really expecting kids and hoping that they are just excited um, to be in my classroom. That's my biggest hope for my students, that they are able to leave their, um, their family member uh, without having big anxiety or fears or meltdowns. I'm looking for students who are able to share, to get along with their peers, be able to uh, utilize a pencil and scissors safely and crayons, um, to be able to sit for a, a small amount of time and to listen to directions. But it's really, are, are the, these little people entering my, my door, are they able to open up their little brains and are they able to function as the that whole child part and so that's what I my biggest hope is for them as far as the parent side I know parents are wanting more of like a tangible piece you know it it's always helpful if a child can recognize their name um, because I do label uh, their book boxes or their coat hook um, you know, I do label their, their school supplies. Um, it's really important that kids are taking care of their supplies and having their own uh, little space. And so being able to recognize their name is important. I'm always so excited and jumping for joy if kids can count to 10. That is like a huge success. But the biggest pieces for me really are those social emotional parts. That's like everything in my book because all those other parts, those come together. It's amazing when you put students together in um, you know, a social setting like a classroom and they really, it's amazing how their light bulbs just start to turn on and you can see the wheels moving and all those pieces fall together, and it's just a beautiful thing. Your kids, your your learners come in at such different ranges, but I think sometimes if parents had, you know, a better idea of just things that they should be working on, maybe they, they were like, oh, I didn't know I should be working on, you know, having my child recognize their name. And so those are things that I think parents can really appreciate, knowing that that those are things that you're looking for. So, and and as we're talking about parents earlier in the episode, we talked about how emotionally hard it can be for parents and families to send their kids to kindergarten, especially you know if it's a first one or an only child. So, was that true for you, Sam? Um, you know, what were your biggest fears or concerns as you were sending your child to kindergarten? You know, I think a lot of it was just him not knowing if he was prepared and not knowing if he was going to be able to find his classroom or his books or, you know, what if he lost something or snuck a toy or, you know, just that I had no control over him anymore. He was this little man and he was going into kindergarten and 
you know, you always ask, well, how were they today? How were they today? And of course they were awesome, you know, but you don't know that because you weren't there, you know, and I wish I could just be a fly in the wall so many times and just say, so how did today go, you know, <laughs> and be able to see the, the growth because there is so much growth that takes place in kindergarten. It's amazing. Well, I have to say, maybe as the least knowledgeable person in um, this conversation about the transition to kindergarten, I have learned a ton. So this has been a, just a super great conversation. But before we let you go, this is probably one of my most favorite parts about our conversation. We would like to ask each one of you one last question. Sam, I'm going to start with you. What is one thing you wish schools knew about your child's transition into kindergarten? I think, I think the schools need to know right now in this day and age that they're doing an awesome job. They do have a lot of support of people backing them and that they are doing a great job and that we appreciate even if the first day or first week or first month is rocky, like we'll get through this and we wouldn't be able to do it without them. So I don't really think that there's anything they need to know. I think they're doing the best that they can do. Your moves crazy time. So well said. I'm not a, a like a mushy person, but that melted my heart a little bit. And I mean, I think educators always need to hear that they're appreciated. And but I think especially this last year and a half, it's it's been so hard for educators. And I think to just for you to recognize that and to to verbalize that and to say that there's so many other parents and families out there thinking the same thing. I think I don't know. I think that's huge. Well, and speaking of you know, educators and service providers. I want to ask a similar question of you all, um, but what is one thing you wish families knew about their child's transition into kindergarten? So Jody, do you want to take a stab at that one first? I just, I really think that families need to be active and be present in their child's education, um, be involved in the activities that are offered, whether they are for transition or whether they're just an educational activity, be involved. I also think, you know, sharing information about your child to that teacher, just explaining to them personal things about that child, not just here's where they are and here's what they can do, but, you know, personal things because family and, and their background and things that are happening at home affect that child and affects their learning. It affects the way that they are in your classroom. Um, so it's just that whole child so that, you know, that child is supported and secure and, um, you know, ready to learn. What about you, um, Melissa? What is one thing you wish families knew about their child's transition into kindergarten? Um, that their child will be loved and cared for. That together we will build on the parents' hopes and dreams for their child. That was a big aha for me when I worked with Morgan was asking what the parents' hopes and dreams are for their child um, and really taking that into consideration throughout the school year because those parents, they need to be heard as well, that it's not just about this little person in front of me that yes, it's, it is about their academics and it is about their social emotional, but it's, it's bigger than that. It's about the family unit and the school is a piece of that. And the school is an extension of that family unit. It's the school family and it's, we're a part of that. 
and we're part of their hopes and dreams. Darby, what is your one thing that you wish families knew about their child's transition into kindergarten? I know that it's very scary for parents, but I think um, it is important for them to embrace and support the journey. This is probably their, the most important transition to formal education and how parents present this to their kids and how the emotions that are involved with this are going to do a lot in terms of, of how that child transitions and how they view kindergarten, but also continuing on into all of school. So um, embrace it and, and don't sweat the small stuff. I like to tell the story that my son had an amazing kindergarten teacher and he learned a lot and everything was getting poured into his brain, but he didn't really seem to be learning to read. And then in August, after he'd been out of school for a couple of months, um, all of a sudden it clicked and we weren't doing any formal things. We were reading at home, but it just all clicked. So embrace it and, and don't sweat the small stuff. I just have to say that I have learned so much today. What a great conversation about this super important time in a child's life. So thank you so much for all being willing to share your time and expertise with us today. I just got to say, like, the energy that comes from you ladies, like, it has just been, like, I just love the energy. So, so, so appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning into the Fam Jam. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. Next month, we're heading to the other end of the K-12 journey and having a discussion about the transition out of school and into their next adventure. We have some amazing guests lined up, and it's going to be great. See you then. The Fam Jam is a production from the South Dakota Statewide Family Engagement Center, where we're committed to uniting students, families, schools, and communities together by focusing on learner needs from cradle to career. Music written by Tom Freer. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, SFEC South Dakota, and become our friend. We love having new friends.